You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. What's up? This is Harley James Flett, and you're listening to Witch Police Radio. I used to be able to picture you sitting on the swing next to me. But these lonely nights, they're eating away at my memory. I used to sit and smoke and watch you make angels in the snow. And you'd be out of breath, just laughing at all of my silly jokes. And you told me you wish it was 1963 Cause you wanna see the Beatles men meet Elvis Presley And that Halloween we were supposed to go as John and Yoko But I showed up at your door dressed as Paul McCartney And I was smoking alone with my black lungs and broken memories Cause there's a devil on our ceiling And a ghost town in our head Trying to convince ourselves this feeling This feeling isn't dead It isn't dead, yeah, no You used to be able to picture me sitting in your passenger seat. But these lonely drives, they're eating away your memory. You used to sit and listen to me rant about the band. And how I want to leave this hardcore band. And I told you I wish it was 1970 Cause I wanna see Led Zeppelin rock and roll before Springsteen That Christmas we were supposed to go to the Bahamas But we ended up drunk at the park down your street And now you're driving alone With an empty tank and broken memories Cause there's a devil on your ceilings And a ghost town in our head Trying to convince ourselves this feeling This feeling isn't dead It isn't dead, no It isn't dead This feeling, this feeling isn't dead. It isn't dead. No, it isn't dead. We are the witch police. 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 
Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, and I am in uh, Simone Park, which is kind of an unusual venue for doing a podcast, but uh, I'm here with Harley James Sled. And yeah, thanks for, I was going to say thanks for coming, but this is a park, like it's not really... It's it's a good park. Yeah, it's just a good it's park. A so park. yeah, I mean, now that the weather's nice, <laughs> I'm going to think... Invite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nice. I kind of like doing outside ones. I've done a few. Like I did one in a backyard, one on a rooftop. Like it, it last, this last year, and it's been yeah. impossible to do until just now, so... So it's kind of cool. Hopefully, uh, for the listener, the background noise isn't too much. It's geese and shit, but... <laughs> you gotta get the chime on in here. Yeah, yeah. Promoting their mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, anyway, yeah. wh- whether you're coming here or not. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, here, so, yeah, I, I listen to... Like I usually do when I'm interviewing someone, I listen to as much of the stuff as I can find online, mm-hmm. kind of leading up to, to coming out to do the interview. So, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously... Well, first of all, you have a lot of stuff online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have, I mean... Your back camp is pretty pretty heavy already. Right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, 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 based on listening to it, I would classify it as folk punk. I don't know if that's yeah. what you call it. That's but... usually the term that I'll throw okay. at it. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, maybe a best good way to start is just kind of if you're trying to give me some background on where you're coming from and how long you've been doing this. I guess that's good. Cool. Well, I've been doing it since as far as like folk punk goes, like 2012. Okay. But like releasing music since 2011, so we'll say 2012. I don't okay. want to extend it like that. <laughs> um, as far as where I'm coming from comes, just wanting to play music. Like it's, it really was just me in grade 12 trying to start a band in a school okay. where no one listened to punk rock. Right. Like it was me and like one guy who didn't had no interest in playing the drum set he had. So, so uh, folk punk like by necessity basically. Like, yeah. Because you had to. Yeah. I saw Frank Turner play. Oh actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would do it right. At the West End. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah it did it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And I wasn't even supposed to go. I kind of like got forced to go to go promote a show. Okay. So it was one of those weird, kind of like cool like, life things. Serendipity thing where it. Yeah. 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 You know. So uh, yeah, and I went and saw him, and it just blew me away. Yeah. The next, ironically, it was like my the next day was like my first full paycheck from like for first real job. Yeah. And just went and bought an acoustic guitar for like oh, 100, cool. 120 bucks. And so have I, you, I, have I you didn't played play. before at all. Like I, I have, yeah, okay. for like eight years. Before. Okay, so you had the least experience. It wasn't just like guitar and then learn on the spot, right? Yeah, no, it, it was just metal though. Okay. I okay. I have like maybe like three record, like three like riffs, like I word this, like three records on a loop pedal. Okay. Of just like riffs and like with vocals too, or just uh, no vocals, but just like straight songs. Okay. And. Like, that's actually going to be worked out this summer, but we'll oh, cool. talk about that later. But, cool, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just, like, couldn't find people and did that, and then you wrote some songs, and then... Cool. Just, shit just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So, had you been in bands prior to this, or was this, this is just kind of your, your uh, first yeah, time? Yeah, I've been in, like, a few, yeah. Okay. Um, notably, uh, the last band I was officially kind of in was a band called Empty Hands. Okay. Part of, like, yep. the Winnipeg hardcore scene. Right, and, right. Um, did that, and then their direction of where they wanted to go with hardcore and their identity of it changed so I wasn't my thing anymore so yeah. I dipped out and prior to that I was in a metalcore band okay. a Christian metalcore band Christian metalcore uh, <laughs> called Helpless Shadows okay yeah they're still going and uh, it was the same thing like I'm not Christian and I got nothing against it right right, right? right. it just it you know work, yeah. yeah like they were like they had a certain idea where they wanted to go and I wanted to be the outlier who was like I was playing the band yeah 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 you're not and, the message right yeah, yeah right. and at the same time like I that metal course thing, like all the records I had for it, it's, they don't they don't stick. Right. You know. Yeah. One day you, you listen to like a record, say like Devil's Prada, Plagues, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm done with this. Done with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well, you know. Yeah. So. Well, one of the things about about folk punk, I mean, I've had a few people on the show that uh, over the years that I think we've classified as folk punk. I mean, Greg Rikus being the obvious one, and uh, yeah. I've heard Canada. 
Yeah. That guy too, right? I mean, that yeah, guy's definitely... Boring. But I, whenever I hear any kind of music that, that kind of seems in that genre, I always wonder if it's folk punk in that they're playing folk, trying to play folk music and just the attitude and the kind of energy of it is punk rock or if they're trying to play punk rock and they just have an acoustic guitar. So are you more it's, the latter? Like you're more... It's, it's uh, or is it the a, first one. Oh, it's the first one, okay. But it is a deadly cocktail of both. Um, it definitely is an attitude thing. Um, for example... Um, I know for I know for a fact that when I play shows, it's really, it's, I've never like gone into a show being like, oh, you know, this is just a regular show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely gone into it being like, you know, you got to go out there, and whether it's like five people, fifty people, whatever the number is, you got to do the show. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to make your point. Like, this is my songs. This is what I do. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And that's the punk rock part about okay. it, where it's like. If you don't like it, you know, doors right there. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and it's, I don't really, I really don't care. Yeah, this is that you accept it or not. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, like, and I, you know, I've definitely told people from the stage, you know, who I can tell that, like, aren't digging a show. Yeah. And I'm just like, listen, man, like, it's just me and an acoustic guitar and a PA. I yeah. can hear you. <laughs> the best part about these venues is that they're half venue and half cafe yeah, or totally, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go to the other side. So are you playing a lot of, like, shows that would be typically folk shows, I guess? Like, are there people who maybe don't have that attitude with the acoustic thing, or...? No, I, I've... Honest to God, I've only played three, like, full-on, like, folk shows. Okay, okay. I've, I've somehow got tangled in the whole being the uh, opening acoustic act. For punk bands? For, like, punk bands, yeah, yeah. rock bands. I've even done, like, a hardcore show where, like, Home Wrecker and Withdrawal played. It was really dope. Yeah. Except like crowd, good, good crowd response, or were they just like it was? It was a good crowd response, except there was um, some drama okay. before the show. <laughs> it's pretty very hardcore is known yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, internet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think Winnipeg hardcore has always been known for drama. Yeah, like, dating back to the early nineties. Yeah. So there I am on stage doing like my first hardcore show since yeah. I was in the band, Empty Hands, and uh, they were saying whatever they had to say uh, towards one of the bands on the bill that was on tour. So I made a nice comment halfway through my wonderful set where everyone was digging it. Yeah. You know, you're in the same room as these guys. Take your shot at them now. Yeah, yeah. Or don't say anything at all. And then I think half the room left the first. <laughs> it was just the touring bands. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they liked it. And I don't know. I made my statement. And, yeah. But, I mean, that's how that show went over. And it's the most memorable show, I think, yeah. in my books. But. So you fit more in the punk side of things, though? Like, I mean, than, than the folk? Because, I mean, I know there's, like... Well, folk in Winnipeg is hard because there's so many different kinds of sub. I mean, people are really into the rootsier stuff, right? Oh, when it yeah, comes to folk music, right I mean, now. the whole country style—not country necessarily, but that kind of twangy thing. The mosey twangy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very different it's from. Cool, though, it is yeah. it's super cool. There's some great, yeah. great artists doing it, but like, I mean, I feel like from what I've heard anyway that you don't fit in that at all. I mean, no, I could see I... you may work on a bill maybe, because I said this before on the show a lot mm -hmm. of times. Whenever, but I find that. Any kind of rootsy folk country, whatever blues in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. people like it to have like a serious edge to it. They like it to be sound, yeah. kind of broken sounding, kind of rough, kind of punk inspired almost. So yeah. I don't know if it works with it, that, but yeah. I've, it's not that I don't think it fit. I just never got the opportunity yet. Oh yeah. I've definitely had shows where it's been offered and then they fall through. Okay. Okay. You know things happen. Um, as far as like if I think I could, I definitely could. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, it's just yeah, the off the stars never align for it to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. It's definitely more punk than folk, though. Cool. Okay. Well, for people who haven't heard the show before, the way this works is uh, we press a button on a computer, it gives us a word, and uh, the host and guests, guest or guests, select songs that relate to the theme. There's no wrong answers. Basically, any way you can make a connection is cool. And so the theme this week is Chin. So did you have something you wanted to pick to start it off? Yeah, I'm gonna pick uh, Twilight Sanders. Okay. The song's called Teenage Wristband. Cool. Uh, How does it fit the the Chin theme? Chin, because uh, last March I flew out to Toronto. 
the sea, the lead singer, do like a solo show. Okay. And I don't, I don't know. I've never had this happen, but when you sing so hard at a show that like your mouth <laughs> goes numb. Yeah, yeah. And all I remember like for the next day in Toronto was just like constantly grabbing my jaw, <laughs> my chin. back that was an interesting connection to chin i like, I like the personal story there it's always good it was good yeah. so uh, can you just give me some info on who those guys are uh the twilight centers are a uh, 
side project from uh, Greg Dooley's other band, the Afghan Wigs. Okay. And after they like dissolved in the late 90s, he just kind of took full force with them. Okay. Um, as far as like them as a band, I mean, they've kind of under the radar, like not yeah. on purpose. It's I think just, I've heard the name somewhere. Yeah. Like I've probably read it in a magazine. They definitely are yeah. that band where yeah. like I've heard the name and it's, I think it's a big deal of like who plays on their records. Like okay. Mark Lanigan. Oh, cool. Screaming, Screaming Trees. Trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on a lot of the records. Well, that guy's on everything though. Yeah. All, and they're so. kind of like connected to that LA, like Queens of the Stone Age okay. scene. So okay. it's definitely one of those names that get thrown out there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that was my first time hearing them. Definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned Frank Turner before, and that was an obvious yeah, <laughs> inspiration to huge, do. Yeah. <laughs> Is there who, who else would you kind of point to as? I mean, from, as far as the type of sound that you have now, like from well, from it really it all escalated from Frank okay. um, and the local band, the Rippers. Oh yeah, okay, um, yeah, huge, huge inspiration, huge help too. Um, from Frank, it actually he's the big reason why I got into the Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, um, so saw name disappeared, and it was the only time I was like, well, he's thinking about Bob Dylan, like the name's everywhere. Yeah. So I got into him from him from Frank. And he's been huge, especially. Which is almost on, a backwards way of doing it, I think. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> like when I thought about it, I was like, "You're supposed to get into Bob Dylan." And then you're supposed to get eventually into yeah. punk rock from there, yeah. And then it's like, steps, right? yeah, and then from there, like on Bob Dylan, and it was like that was really influential as far as like, not like, like locking yourself up into a certain sound. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can keep the name, but you can do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, that guy definitely. He, I mean, that guy's definitely. I mean, he's obviously. F- Folk is a big part of what he did. Yeah, he does but I mean, he's just a lot of what he did is kind of punk rock too, oh, like yeah. attitude wise for sure. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like he, he definitely pioneered the uh, the fu attitude yeah. towards the record company. Totally. And then <laughs> going back to Frank, uh, his cover of Thunder Road. Oh, he's yeah, so what got me into Springsteen, yeah, yeah. and that's Springsteen was a huge, huge influence on my last record. Okay, mainly uh, as far as uh, do you have a song with his name in it? I do. Yeah, yeah, Springsteen's Eyes, which. That that's the opening of the record. It's kind of like my my love letter to Thunder okay. Road. Okay. Um, and like from there, I got back into Tom Petty, and then oh, yeah. obviously the well, as we just heard the Twilight Singers. Right, right. Uh, from there, it, like it it's really crazy when you think about like a certain artist and how he branches you out. Yeah, those are the best ones. Because right? yeah, yeah, like cause I, you know what, like growing up and watching High Five Drive, I was yeah. always stoked for Greg Rukas. Totally. Yeah. But it wasn't until I got into all that. That I picked up the dude abides, and I was like, I get it now. Right, right. You know what I mean? Then you got into, the stomp box and the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like super into it. Uh, those were the heavy influencers cool. as far as that goes. Cool. Well, and it's funny because most of that stuff is more in the folk side than the punk side. Yeah. Like, were there punk bands that you growing up that kind of also oh. contributed to? I mean, obviously Frank Turner's punk influenced himself. Clearly, yeah. But. So you know, there's punk bands that like influenced like my last last yeah. two records. Um, a huge band I really loved, uh, Japan Dry, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whether or not you want to call them punk. Another punk rock in my mind. Yeah. Well, punk rock is such a meaningless term at this point anyway. Like, you can call it... You can call I, it anything. I feel there's stuff that wouldn't technically be punk rock that is way more punk than punk rock. Like, there's... Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, it's... Yeah, they, they... Huge... Just the idea of, like, a, a really short album that's yeah, yeah. just massive in itself. Uh, another really, really great band that I got into really, really late... Uh, the Bad Brains. Oh, it's my, one of my favorite Huge. bands of all time. Probably number one or number two, you know? depending how I feel. All-time yeah. favorite bands. Yeah, I love Bad I, Brains. Yeah. I got into them in high school, and then, I don't know, I just didn't listen to them. And then the last year or so, I got back into them. Yeah. Bought their record again, because I was like, I haven't heard this since high school. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, let's see it at 20 bucks. Yeah. And then I and just it married. blows your mind, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. from 18 to 21, it's, it's yeah. a weird short gap, but yeah. huge, uh, like... 
what's funny, I got into Bad Brains in a very backwards kind of way. In high school, uh, that album, I think it was 96 or 97, God of Love came out. Oh, yeah. Which was like, it was on Maverick. It was like a weird attempt at being on a major label. And yeah. it was, didn't do very well. But like, I'd read an article about them. I'd heard the name floating around or whatever. But this yeah. is pre-internet and stuff, right? Well, yeah. pre-internet. Like, having internet. Yeah. Available, so I, yeah. I remember reading it was like Spin or something, this article about the album. And I was really into reggae and still I'm hugely, hugely into reggae. Mm-hmm. So I was interested, and, and punk, mm-hmm. but I was interested in them from the reggae angle. And yeah. then I got that record, which is kind of lowly ranked on their their, their discography. Oh, it but it just like, really I was like, is. holy <laughs> fuck, this is amazing. And then I went back, and then like, I'm basically stuck. Like, yeah. I can't, it's one of those bands that I can listen to all day and be. Oh, yeah. They, they so definitely good. have that sustain to them where you're just like, I always tell people like, whenever you're in a musical rut, yeah. just watch like a live Bad Brains oh, concert. Man, old, I, well, I, saw them live. I saw them live in like <laughs> 2002 or something, maybe 2003. That's unreal. And it was, I mean, it was weird because they're not. You watch the ones from 82, yeah. and the energy level is very different. I mean, HR was, like, wearing two different cowboy hats and just waving the whole time, barely <laughs> yeah. moving. But he's still, they're amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I heard an interview with him where he was, t- I I'm not going to even try to remember the name, but he um, was told he gives off too much energy the wrong way. Oh, really? So he, that's why he changed his. We totally changed it. I mean, so he's, he's like, let it flow stuff. through you? Yeah. Don't force it yeah. and do the crazy the other guys are still just giving it, it. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's super cool in a way like when you understand or that's when you hear it from that angle and you watch it yeah it's like way more intense because it's off-putting it's just like whoa what is he doing like and yeah. he's just smiling and waving this weird like the queen kind of wave yeah, like, yeah, yeah and you can tell it's just him like trying yeah. to like yeah. keep it bottled yeah they're huge another another punk band that just always always resonated with me is the misfits yeah <laughs> since i was like 10 years old they've been a band well that's me. i think that's one of those bands that when you are 10 years older it's super young like that they get you get into because the, the oh, horror movie stuff right it's super yeah. appealing because they got all the, the imagery and the skulls and everything and the yeah. stupid haircuts and everything. <laughs> yeah the, the devil, <laughs> lock. devil lock yeah. i got into them and iron man at the same oh, time oh really okay. so another band that old. also has similar kind of yeah wow nine years old that's crazy to be listening to iron yeah. man yeah yeah, I still do. I just got back yeah. from a trip from seeing them. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I can go for hours. About the are they still bands. good? Like, are they still oh, alive? So amazing. Yeah, yeah they, their last record. Not that we're off track. No, no, it's cool. Yeah. Last record, just easily like in the top five. Really? Now, yeah. Of their catalog. Yeah, catalog. Yeah. Wow, that's kind and of it's, it was cool going there, talking to Maiden fans and hearing them say the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not the crazy like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like well, uh, they have one of the most devoted fan bases. Ever. Like, those people are nuts for them. Like, oh yeah. Crazy fans. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely say I'm I've been I've been like having for a lot of bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I can go on for days. But I mean, like list a few more. Like on Fire, huge, yeah, huge, yeah. and then obviously that stretches to City and Color. Right. Um, I never got into those guys, and I don't know what it is. I think it was just at the time they came out, I was already kind of losing interest in that sort yeah. of style. Like, I mean, well, I, I don't think I ever got into that specific style. Yeah. I think I was like, hardcore was kind of losing interest to me. I was into other stuff and then they mm. came out and it was like, it's a different kind of hardcore that I was too old for. It was, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, you know what? Like, getting into like bands like Converge and Shadowlude, yeah. like, but those bands I get, I get, like, oh, I, I can dig those bands. Yeah. Like, oh, and Shire Lude, because of the name, the name, as soon as I heard the name, I'm like, holy shit, I have to listen to this band. Yeah, like, like the Dune connection. Dune <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, you get it, like, I remember, like, I got into those guys after Alexis. Okay. But now they've listened to those records, and they're, like, they're up there in, like, my favorite hardcore cool. band, especially cool. Converge, like, huge. Yeah, Converge is really good, actually. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, Lex on Fire, I find that is a, it, it makes sense to a lot of people, because at that point, like, hardcore kind of, like, hit the tipping point yeah yeah so then like when alexis hit it was like some more sellable yeah I it found, was more popular like, mainstream kind of yeah, like yeah. you would never see jacob banning 
on like much music right Hosting, but like george extra, pettit yeah. like yeah. clean cut you know like it's way easier to put that in yeah they're more video. marketable i guess yeah yeah and then like not that like that's a bad thing but i just feel like when you're say if i saw that today i'd be like man what the fuck is this shit? yeah right you know what i mean and like i'm gonna go some, home and some listen kid, to my like, shit like 10 years older than you who's just like this is amazing yeah yeah and then where it's like i'm like eight and i was like that's so cool they're screaming on television yeah. <laughs> so cool. you know what i mean so i, I do get that it is EJ because there's even stuff I hear today. Yeah. A lot of the new like, Turnstile and uh, Angel Dust and people are like these are like the bands and yeah. I'm like I don't I don't get it. Right. It's not my thing. I don't know. Yeah. I see what they're trying to do, but yeah, I think there's a cutoff for a lot of those bands. It's like once you pass a certain age, it's just it's just not going to appeal to you because you're you're you, you associate everything with a certain kind of yeah. style and era and it changes subtly and then even like, like five years later you're just like what what is this like Oh yeah, and on top of that, I feel like one day you're angry. And then you get over it. Yeah. And then yeah. some band's right. trying to sell you that anger right. again. And you're like, I'm not. And when you're I'm over the pissed, anger, you, know? you <laughs> kind of want to listen to someone interpret that anger differently, maybe. And you want to get something that's maybe a little less yeah. in your face aggressive. Like when you're 18, you're frustrated at like, what to do with the world. And then yeah. you understand, like, it's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. So and then you're say, like, okay. like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, like, and then you hear, like, I like Brendan, like, Bruce Springsteen talk about, yeah. like, it's, it's, a, it's a normal thing. You know, yeah, totally. it's life, and then you're like, okay, it makes sense. Totally. So, <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna pick another song uh, yeah, to yeah. go with the chin thing. So, I had a couple ideas, I had a bunch of ideas actually. And as always, like when I do the show, I always try to force as much reggae in as possible because it's yeah. like, you know, it's my show, I get to stuff it in there and make people listen to it. So, oh, no, the first absolutely. thing I came up with is a song by Yellow Man called Mr. Chin. And so, obviously, it's <laughs> it. It's extremely racist now. I mean, it was racist then too, but like. Uh, in today's world, though, it's. It's more offensive. <laughs> it's cutthroat. And like, it's about this Chinese guy, and it's called Mr. Chin. And like, it's not, you know. I'm not going to say it's a good song because that part of it is really shitty, but yeah. like it's a very typical Yellow Man song for the era. It's on like it's one of the better known Yellow Man songs, I think. I mean, I don't know how known Yellow Man is outside of people who are into that stuff anyway. Yeah. But you know, if you get a greatest hits collection, Mr. Chin's going to be on it's there. Be on and it. it's racist, but like it's first thing I thought of, unfortunately, <laughs> when Chin came up. You so. know, there's a lot of racist music out there. Yeah. <laughs> you, look well, at it, you look at it in a different light, you're like, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> and this comes up a lot too, actually. I don't want to get into it too much, but like yeah. talking about bad brains, there's been a few times on the show where it's come up and people have trouble with bad brains because of some of the homophobic shit in their past, right? And it's like hard to separate the artist, the artist from the art. And like, like I said, Bad Brains is probably my favorite band ever. And yeah. that sucks that they have one song with homophobic yeah. lyrics and all the history that they've had, you know? Yeah. So again, this is a guy doing something that I don't agree with the, the context, the content of the song, yeah. but it's, it has the word title and is very representative <laughs> of a guy whose music I really like. Not... Not no, like thematic, but sound-wise, yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. check out Mr. Chin, and hopefully yeah. no one isn't uh, you know too offended by the racism. Hey, Mr. Chin, every day you give me plepsy, plepsy. One to the left, like me and lag and stout. Mr. Chin, boy, you feel the right thing, I'm Mr. Chin. Boy, you feel the right thing, I'm Mr. Chin. Boy, you feel the right thing, I'm every man. When you get up in the supermarket, all I see is flour and biscuit. Me can't get no flour in a brown paper bag. Say all I see is the plastic bag, Mr. Chin. Boy, you feel the right thing, I'm Mr. Chin. You feel the right thing. Say all you got to do. Sing, 
back that was yellow man mr chin and yeah like you know uh obviously racist uh but yellow man is yellow man and that's uh you know that kind of era I've, I've said this before on the show a million times but that sort of era of jamaican music is probably my like sweet spot for music in general like kind of late 70s early 80s uh usually produced by ginger laws backed by the roots radix band it's anything in that kind of realm i hear it and it's just like this is amazing i love it yeah. so i don't know i mean yeah i, I force i force it into the show as often as possible but Rad. Yeah, yeah. So, and Mr. Chin, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just stop making excuses for it. I picked it because it fits the theme. It fits the theme. <laughs> yeah, it fits you know the theme. Why, yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. If you're really going to be that butthurt over it, I. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. Email, yeah. email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll send it to the junk. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's, exactly, there's yeah. a lot more other worse things going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, you have, like I said earlier, you know, you have a pretty extensive catalog on Bandcamp. How many actual albums do you have out? Uh, two. Oh, just two. So okay, well, is that the rest of it? Just singles or something? Uh, or like EPs. Okay. And singles. Okay. So two full lengths. Yeah. So it's uh, the first one's Nostalgia Drive, 
second one's Constellations of Suburbia. Uh, Suburbia. And that's the one that came out last year? Yeah. Okay. I got that. Um, yeah, those ones, those have kind of been, like, my, my base. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, the other release, like I said, like, just EPs and, like, live EPs of, you know, like, being on my computer and finding, like, a show. Oh, and just, like, oh, hey, I'll put this like, online. Oh, you know what? Like, that's cool. Like, let yeah. people remind people I'm still a musician. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's funny that you brought up it's extensive because that's, like, the band camp, like, cut down. Oh, really? So you could, there could have been a lot more if you wanted to, like, flesh it out? There was a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> there was, um... Not to steer off track. No, no, it's a, so cool. this, uh, There was an album called The Basement of My Feelings, the Nostalgia Drive demos. Okay. And so the demos for the album. The demos of Nostalgia yeah. Drive, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I thought, like, it was a really cool idea at the time, but talking to people, they were like, you did that a little a little too soon. Right, like right after. You did yeah. That, yeah. Like, it was literally like five, minute, five months after. Okay. And, like, I was like, I don't care. I spent like a night doing this. Right, so, like, right. I'm, you know. But uh, that one I, I shelved from the band camp, just save it for a later date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you one of those people who records everything? Like, yeah. Do you record you know, like shows and stuff too? You, you, yeah, yeah, I've it's I think, yeah I have a live EP on there called Setlist, and that's just that's the best idea. clips of okay. the shows. And I didn't record a lot of the last couple of shows, just mainly because it kind of sucks sometimes. Just knowing I can like go onto my computer and listen, re-listen to a show. Right. So it was a few shows, uh, especially the last couple ones, where I was like, I kind of want that just to be like the memory. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Is that just? I mean, is that kind of why you did record the other ones, or just so you can go back and like? Yeah. Does it may help you rework Take the notes. songs at all or something? Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Especially with Nostalgia Drive, because the setlist CP is like, that's all like the Nostalgia Drive. Run, but just live promoting versions, it, yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's really, it was, I thought it was really cool because it was a really interesting take on a lot of the songs. You hear like the different energy and yeah. where it's gone. Uh, it, it really was just like, helped me like figure out how to like structure like my own show. Okay. Because like I can go up to like any for the of my live favorite band, for the live okay. aspect, yeah. Because yeah. I can go up to like any of my favorite bands and be like, "This is why I open up with this," and you transition to that. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I had like ten songs, and I was like, "How do I? Well, how do you make like, it work? What's yeah. the order?" You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really helped out with that, and I thought you know like it had a lot of downloads, which is cool. But I thought That's personally cool. for me, it was just like it was a nice way of getting out there. And, yeah, and, yeah. and in a quick way too, it's like here's the best songs. Yeah, here's the songs you're gonna hear live, like. Is most of that stuff just, I mean, the ones on the Bandcamp, like the EPs and stuff, is that just yeah. digital only, just kind of something you threw up there, or is it yeah. things you've actually released physically? Or I have, um, I have like, DIY copies, Nostalgia okay. Drive, okay. Um, same thing. Like, like just to sell shows and stuff? Or? Yeah, okay. and those usually just get thrown at people now. Just like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want it? Like, it's the last one. Like, yeah, last record, go. take yeah. it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've done one for uh, Side Streets Volume 1, which was the last one. I only made 10 copies of that. So it's like a collector's it's, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was my yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the funniest one, though, is uh, the last record, Constellations, Constellations of Suburbia. For some reason, I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Probably James Flett 2, of course. Um, that one was like a lot of like having a ball and throwing it up against the wall and being like, do I go broke and make vinyl and oh, yeah, wait yeah, eight yeah, months yeah. for this to come yeah. out? Or do I make CDs? So I make tapes because I was like, well, you know what? Like, tapes are in. And yeah, then, like, yeah, years from now, I can be like, that came out when tapes were back. How yeah, funny yeah, was that? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something I bring up almost every show is the, like the format thing because and I almost hate asking the question because I ask it every single week to whoever I'm talking to. Yeah. But it's like, especially, I mean, you're younger, right? I mean, yeah. you, you probably grew up on digital, I would assume. is that More or less. Yeah, so, digital and CDs. So, yeah. I mean, was there, when, when putting it out, like, what is, the, what is the option for you? Is digital, it's just obviously just go digital or was... Yeah, digital there... is easier. Yeah, well, way it's easier. It's way right? easier yeah. promoting digital. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially because... Especially when you're younger and you're like a younger artist or band, um, you just want your music to be out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and that's a super easy way to just throw it online and see what happens. Especially with Bandcamp, because it's yeah. like a lot of the bands I've gone into were free downloads. Right, and, and then you kind of explore further after that, right? After hearing the first thing, you kind yeah. of check it out. Yeah. Like one of my favorite records of all time, I discovered it like that. So it, what's what's that? What uh, Hold tight. Okay. Uh, can't take this away. Uh, they're from Richmond, Virginia. Like really great, like punk, cool. pop punk band. Cool. Really. Um, but yeah, uh, the tape thing came about though. It was. As I explained, it was a funny idea because of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a connection to it, though. As in, I, I did want to do something that kind of, like, resonated with my childhood. Okay. That my mom can kind of... Okay. You know, because I, like... Did you my, grow up with tapes at all, or...? I, I didn't grow up with tapes, but I grew up making mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially, like, you know, your, like, early 2000s, like, CDs were in, but, like, right. CDs weren't in every car. Yeah, so, so people every tape player, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I used to do is my mom would be like, you know, we're gonna go for this long drive, like, you know, you can bring some music. Yeah. So what I do is I just like make mixtapes of like, you know, yeah, classic. Like, you know, I put like Maiden on there, then it'd be like Propagandi, yeah. and they're like, you know, at the time I was like eight years old, really into Three Days Grace. Right, right. So right. I almost want to find one of these tapes one day, but who knows where they are? Well, that's but. interesting. That I mean, like, because I think a lot of people your age didn't even do that. Like, you had at least the hands-on involvement yeah. with tapes then right yeah. and so like now it almost makes sense that you'd be releasing something on tape. Yeah. yeah it was just a nice love letter yeah. to that part of my childhood that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. It's, i mean uh, like for me i grew up on tapes and i st- yeah. i never got rid of any of my tapes like i still have all my tapes from when i was yeah. you know in the mid early 90s and stuff yeah. i still have a huge tape collection yeah. and it's it so bad. weird to see tapes come back like i never stopped with tapes i love them but I, it, was, it's, it was one thing i never saw coming it's uh, no i didn't either left i didn't field, it's like, totally out of because yeah. <laughs> vinyl makes sense Vi- i mean i always listen to records too for, i've been listening to records as my main format mm-hmm. for like 15 20 years or something yeah. probably 20 years by now which is crazy but like um yeah, tapes. I, who knew? Because <laughs> records have the, like, the the physical aspect of it, you know, the, yeah. the, the big liner notes, big cover art. Especially with, like, it's, metal and punk. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so much stuff has been released. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's all these crazy seven inches you couldn't, can't get on CD. Yeah. You, can, you can barely find digital, and so they still exist and they're floating around. Yeah. And it's very DIY. But tapes are also like that, but they just never seemed... I mean, I always liked them because this yeah. was the format when I was a kid, but yeah. They, they were know. definitely like the uncle that like no one appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally, like, totally. You know? And now it's cool again. Now the uncle is cool. It's, it's weird. Yeah. so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like Record Store Day is like, or the Record Store Day has like tapes, like exclusive weird. tapes now. Like I got the Metallica, No Life to Leather right. replica tape, which right. is like, I don't care if it's a real one. I'm just like, you can listen to so it on tape cool. deck, yeah. Like, right. You know, I, I, nine year, like 12, when I was 12 years old, like this was the dream, you know? yeah. yeah. Record Store Day is so... I don't get too much into Record Store Day because that's a whole other thing, but yeah, it just, like... It's, it, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing because I, I feel like... I used to go to it because I was like, oh, hey, cool Record Store Day. I'll be yeah. able to find something. And then I slowly started to realize that it's just a big pile of stuff I don't really want being released and sold at extremely high prices because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, limited edition or whatever. And in a record store full of people, I don't like being in a store full of people. Yeah, you so know, I'd rather go the next week and find something regular price that I already wanted anyway. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I, that's the, you know, not, yeah, like, we don't want to go too much. No, because it could be a whole episode on its own. But, it really could. Yeah. It, you know, every day is Record Store Day. And... <laughs> You know, especially when you're a person whose social life literally is like days off, I'll go to a record right, shop right. or late night, you know, if you have a few too many drinks, yeah. end up on someone's website. Like $50, I can afford that. Oh, yeah, you do you, you do that? You get like uh, a, way too many yeah. times. <laughs> See, I, I've managed to avoid that because I don't, uh, this, is, this makes me sound ridiculous because it's 2016, but yeah. I don't like buying things online. I don't like okay. buying anything online. I, I, I mean, I've, I've done it, but uh, I it's feel way more comfortable buying something. And this is stupid too, but buying something for the per- person face to face because yeah. I feel like if something goes wrong with the thing I bought, I can go back and be like, "Yeah, this guy Steve here, like I just talked to him twenty minutes ago." Versus like faceless company, email I'm sending things through email. Yeah, so I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just 
No, so I've looked at things like Discogs and like there's a really massive reggae site for buying vinyl online. Yeah. I look at and drool over whatever, but I just have this like I, I don't it's, do it, which is good because I would. It's I, a nasty. You know, it's a nasty. I need my kids need to eat. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't, yeah. 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 Like not to go to me. Yeah. You know what? Like yeah. If I had to choose. Yeah, I'd pick the record store yeah. quick. Even well, and you feel you're supporting a, a local... Thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, even if he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've had to email a few record companies, and uh, I think I have a better shot getting signed to Atlantic than getting my record exchanged, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to pick another chin song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, chin song. Well, we'll pick Judas Priest, Jawbreak.
right, we're back. That was uh, Judas Priest. Judas Priest Jawbreaker. So it's it's the theme totally. <laughs> so okay, you mentioned Iron Maiden. You've been listening to them. I mean, is that stuff? Does that stuff influence what you're doing? I mean, Hugely. How does it fit into the like the, the folk punk sort of style? Uh, is, it, is it? I mean, is it obvious to you very, when you're taking something from like yeah. this kind of? Yeah. I can definitely tell you that the song "Spring Sing Eyes." I wrote it and I had that like the main riff uh, for like three years. Okay. And. I was just like, oh, you know, like I'll work it out to something, and then literally I was recording it with uh, the guy who had made my record, Jay, and he was just like, "You listen to a lot of Iron Maiden," hey? <laughs> and I was like, "I sure do," yeah. and he was like, "That sounds like an Iron Maiden song," and which blew me away because he his he thinks Jesus Suburbia is the greatest song ever written. Oh, okay, okay. So I had no idea he would, you know, they would pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turned out it literally is like in the same key as a song called Hall of Be the Name. Oh, cool. Okay. And like it's not like, whatever. It's cool, but it was like yeah, and it's like I'm very like my music's very melodic and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. does have some weird time signatures, which which I maybe like. isn't that 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 well, punk. I mean, well, again, punk is such a, like a nebulous term, whatever yeah. that means. But yeah, punk usually you think of kind of like the three chords and the truth thing, right? Where it's just like yeah. kind of bang it out sloppily and whatever. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've definitely had like punk guitarists, like guys who grew up like strictly on punk. Yeah. Like favorite band, like they got like adolescent tattoos. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And they're like touring and they're like you you go on stage and you just like rip it up yeah like you just like riff yeah like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like you should be playing electric guitar I should be up there and with I'm the like, acoustic yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm like I don't know it, it works but I, as far as like I see Iron Maiden in my mind the reason why like I consider them my favorite band of all time uh, because they stick to their guns like yeah. they're, they don't compromise and well they sound like they sound right like that's yeah they're like take it or leave it yeah we do the big show you think it's cheesy like there's 18,000 other people here like and like not that like I'm in that that arena of music but it's it's definitely but there's definitely been moments where people have been like hey like you really need to do this and I'm like I'm not gonna do that yeah sorry like yeah. I, I work I've done way too many <laughs> shitty shows to yeah. play for 15 minutes and get half my pay and like and like there's moments like that do you I mean, get asked to do a lot of that kind of stuff like the weird little tweener sort of uh, I've, I've had it a few times yeah. and each time I've, I've said it's either I do a half hour like you've asked me yeah with my pay or I don't play at all and yeah. I get paid you're like what <laughs> I said I'm sorry I don't like because you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you hear a lot of musicians and it's like especially it's always been rough but you've always had to kind of you know yeah. keep your back into it and yeah. Iron Maidens has a lot of stories like that especially well, in the 80s so. I imagine I mean, like just to veer off Iron Maiden for a minute yeah. to what you were just talking about about yeah. you know those kind of shows like I imagine that because of what you do as a, as a solo right I mean yeah. like that's I feel like a lot of people maybe think oh yeah we can just throw them on wherever <laughs> you know it's there's, like there's it's kind of an afterthought right? Right? No, that's yeah. what it is yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. it's like you want to you got a bill but it's like okay yeah let's throw this guy on too it's cool and then you get kind of get stuck in the shitty spot at the beginning or like weirdly in the middle or something like does that yeah. I mean, do you get does it happen a lot to you, or you, it, it was there was a period where yeah. it happened a lot, especially with bar shows at this. Yeah, league. yeah, for sure, bar shows. Yeah, like, uh, and then it's not they're not bad. It it depends on who you play with. Yeah, oh, definitely any show depends on who you play yeah, with. Yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. I I did one show with a like I guess I can name them. One band was called The Man and His Machine, and they were really fucking cool. Like I went up there, it was like uh, the other band I'm not gonna name because they were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and I went up like they went on and then I went on yeah and I just like I guess I came off really cocky okay because it's like I gotta play I gotta like really show that I'm like trying to outdo you guys yeah 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 you, you know? gotta put on a show right yeah and I put on yeah. my show and I got off stage and the guy looked at me and he just went like what the hell are you trying to do yeah like we're a touring band 
<laughs> they don't try to outdo us, asshole. Yeah, of. like, and yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm do my show. Like, yeah. they called me. I'm at work, and I said, yeah, I, I do the half hour show. Yeah. And he's like, you're treating it like your headline. Well, shouldn't you be? Doing and like, I was like, kind of I was point? like, I'm sorry, man, but in my mind, every show is a battle of the bands, and if it's yeah. not, then I shouldn't get paid. Well, also that's why you're doing shows. Is people will hear you and like what you're doing, right? Like, yeah. You want to put as much into it as you can. To, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of hurtful because it was like. Not, it was obviously it was in the star of the show. It didn't pack the zoo. But the yeah, people yeah. that had come to see me, it was like the money was going in that other band's pocket. Yeah. Then the other band went on, and they were just like, man, guy comes on stage, one guitar, he yeah, just yeah. fucking shows up like everyone on the bill. And yeah. I'm just like, oh. very, very <laughs> humble moment, but it was just like stuff like that where you like you play with bands and you're just like, you know, if you want to be butthurt about someone trying to be bigger than you, it's yeah, sorry. It was a bigger fish in the sea, and there's obviously musicians who've blown me off the stage. Yeah, for sure. And all I've done is play. <laughs> you know, you take notes. Yeah, even if they're yeah, even if they were opening for you, is if they're awesome, they're awesome, right? You want to yeah, yeah, you want to respect it. Yeah. The two shows I like headline both times, an opening act just blew me off the stage. Oh, yeah? And it's been cool each time. So I'm like, you're supposed to do that. That's, yeah, that's what you want. That's why you're getting that's, them in there, to get people hyped up about the headliner, because the yeah. opening band is so good. Yeah, yeah. and then I gotta yeah. go on stage, I'm like, okay. You gotta figure out how to outdo the with it. Yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is something that, I guess, uh, as an old person, <laughs> I haven't been, I mean, I, I, like, I, I have kids, I, I don't go to shows as much as I do, I try to stay involved by doing this radio show once a week, and I talk to a lot of people and a lot of different kinds of music and a lot of different age ranges, but, I mean, what kind of venues are there I mean I know there's the the big venues that have always kind of been there and that are there for everybody but what kind of venues is someone like you playing at I mean you have one foot in the punk thing you have kind of the ability to play wherever because of the you know the, the, the solo guitar thing. acoustic thing so yeah. where are you playing I mean are there are there weird little venues that kind of you're getting invited to that you don't even, maybe you don't even know about or that are sort of up and coming or yeah like that's the that's what's I want to say it sucks for Winnipeg right now Winnipeg's in a rut with venues okay. um when I got in, when I started doing shows, there was, like, the little small venues. Yeah, like weird lofts and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a really cool one was, uh, it was called The Grave. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. right across the street from the Garrick Center. Yeah, yeah. Those are the venues I love playing. Yeah. And yeah. that people like me should play in. Definitely. <laughs> the right kind of venue, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And those, those are the best shows. Um, so, I was going to be playing, like, where I've been playing. Ever since the Purple Room closed down. Was that a big uh, venue for you? Like big the, venue. Yeah, yeah. It was because it was cheap and the staff were great. Yeah. It was, well, good. Right it was good for too. all ages. Yeah. yeah, totally. That being cut off, it was. Are like, they reopening that at all, or is it done? Uh, they're working on it. Okay. Yeah, and so it's been a lot of like, either you either play a bar, so it's either like you play the Windsor. Yeah. Which is like I love the Windsor. Yeah, which is awesome. Like yeah. Sam, who runs the show there, he, he great guy. Well, he ran the Albert too. Yeah, and the like Albert. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's great, but it's like. Well, he booked. The, he booked the Albert. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's an eighteen plus venue. Uh, the Goodwill is another really sweet yeah. venue. It's good to you. Uh, 18 plus. So. Yeah, yeah. So as far as, like the last week. Well, is that like, I mean, is that an issue though? Or do you do you, do you appeal to more to all ages audience? Or? It, it is because I. It's harder to sell to an 18 plus audience. Okay. Especially when you're a solo musician, because it's like, I find with the 18 plus audience, like, the legal crowd will call them. Yeah. Um, they don't want to go out on a Friday night and watch a dude play the guitar <laughs> right, right, with right. four other people. Right. And I totally right. get that. Yeah. You know. So, like I. Okay, sorry, maybe yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no like, worries, yeah. the all ages thing, just going back a while, but when, like in yeah. the kind of, I mean, when I started going to shows, it was probably 95 or so, right? Yeah. And I mean, the first band I was in was 95, and then I started really heavily going to shows, maybe 96, 97, and then, you know, into 2000 and all that, all the time, going to all these mm -hmm. community centers and stuff. And all ages shows were everywhere. 
and it seems like I don't hear about them as much, and I'm, it's probably because I'm out of the loop for that. But are there a lot of late shows? Is there a scene for that anymore? <sighs> not really, no. Like, there's yeah, no, like, community really. club shows and things like that? Those are not... No, like, community center... I don't remember. The last community center show, I think, was, like, that at least I've heard of, that was, like, actually successful, was, like, a comeback kid show in the West End. Right, and, okay, yeah. and, and then it's because they, of they, were, they were who they are, right? Yeah, comeback yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, all ages, like, no, it's not really a thing. Like, unless you, you, you've got enough money to rent out the park theater. Right. You know? Yeah. Which I'm not saying it's, like, a bad place, but expensive. It's just... It's, Good quality, like you yeah, know, yeah, you and really that's very different from a community center show because just the yeah. production values and stuff of somewhere like the park, which is like an yeah. actual legit big venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that place. Awesome. I mean, the last awesome. few shows I played there, well, we're there, and they amazing stuff. Great. Yeah, amazing. totally, like, totally. Nothing but good Eric's been great. Yeah, he's been on our show actually. Eric's been oh, on our show. Yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just one of those like I've been trying to kind of organize like some basement shows. Yeah. Just because it's like as much as I like it's cool to be like I'm playing at the Park Theater or yeah. you know I'm playing at the West End. It's a lot cooler like to be like yeah I'm playing at this basement show. Yeah. With, like, yeah house know? shows are their own thing. When yeah. I had uh, 1971 on here, yeah. they, they I mean they they love house shows those guys. Oh, and yeah, they yeah. like you know they've been they host their own house shows which and are sad awesome. Yes, yeah. yeah, Sad Boys Club. <laughs> yeah, great name too. Totally. Okay, I'm gonna pick a song uh, with Chin just to keep the Chin thing moving. And uh, I'm going to go with, uh, do you know the band Future at the Left? No, They're I can't They're a Welsh band. Um, this is from their album called Travels with Myself and Another. The song's called Chin Music. So very clearly fits the Chin theme. And I love this band. Like, I feel like they're extremely underrated. Um, I don't know how you, I don't even know what, what category to put them in. They're very, very noisy, very abrasive, but they also have a very kind of poppy sort of element to them as well. Like, yeah. super, super catchy and extremely sarcastic. They, they, um, <laughs> the, the lead singer was, used to be in a band called McCluskey. And McCluskey has a live album where basically between every song is just him talking shit about the audience to their faces. Like, <laughs> and it's just so harsh. I, and I, I definitely did that the last It's show. awesome. Like, I, I love hearing that because the crowd just takes it and they're cheering. And he's like, no, fuck you. Why are you cheering? But so that kind of like really, really, really ultra sarcastic attitude is all over this album. And uh, this song, it's not the best song on the album, but it fits the chin theme and it's, it's still really good. I know I only happened because I couldn't stop drinking.
All right, that was Future to the Left. And yeah, Chin Music fits the theme. Very, very straightforward today. I'm not being very adventurous, but I love that. I love that band. Like, I, I feel like they really need to get more respect. And maybe I'm just not hanging out with the right people. <laughs> maybe they do have, like, a, a big fan club, but I don't know. Like, that, that they're, they're awesome. Super good. Super so. fucking And Welsh, which, you know, I can't think of very many other Welsh bands, so. They're the Kings. The Kings the, of, of the Wales, U2. yeah. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone. Oh, Tom Jones is Welsh. There we go. That's, that's the, is he Welsh? Yeah, he's Welsh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Most people named Jones have Welsh. Well, they think it's a big name out there. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, so. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Jones is Welsh. Well. Weird, fact, weird fact of the week. <laughs> Tom Jones is Welsh. Tell yeah. it to your coworkers. <laughs> there you go. They're going to be like, why, do you, why are you talking about Tom Jones? Why do you care about Tom Jones? But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I really like, uh, I mean, I, I said poppy before. I think hooky is the better, the better word to describe that. It's just, and it's super driving, too, which I really like about really it. is, it's yeah. not it's not punk but it is punk i mean again the same thing we've talked about the whole time what is punk right but it's yeah, i mean yeah. it's definitely a, a very aggressive and fast and loud and noisy but it's like this kind of it's very danceable almost like really is yeah it's gotta get bounced really like, like yeah yeah i feel like they'd be awesome to see live i've seen some videos and it's really in your face kind of yeah. and like i said the guy is very aggressively anti-audience so it's so, it, it's cool to, yeah to all the promoters listening yeah yeah bring future to the left of winnipeg yeah yeah had to do the, the list. The list of every band that you probably come <laughs> in Winnipeg, yeah. yeah. If you want to organize a festival, call yeah. us. We'll, uh, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of festivals happening now, though. It seems like every week I hear about a new festival happening in right. or around Winnipeg, which is awesome. Right. There's tons of them. I mean, a lot of them are very specific. I mean, I feel like you'd almost fit in with a lot of them. Yeah, kind definitely. of. You have, like, one foot in that, right? Like, I yeah. Mean, a lot of them are very into that roots, country, blues, yeah. folk sort of thing. Hugely, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know why. This year, I just didn't submit. I was like, Had you, have you done some of those before though? Or? Never, no. I've definitely it, like once again. It was just like you get offered, and then it's like it doesn't line up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm on town, or yeah. you know, I can't do it because of work, or you know, I get sick. Uh, the only one, like, I don't know, not to go off track. I really wanted to do Full Crest this year. Yeah. But then Ryan well, Adams was playing, and I was like, I just kind of want to go and see Ryan Adams, <laughs> and like, and that, like the lineup didn't really get to me. No, but, the lineup did nothing for me this year. I, I mean, I've. I'm not a huge fan of Folkfest. I love the idea of Folkfest, and I've seen some amazing acts at Folkfest, but I, people who know me know that I rant about this all the time. I can't justify spending that much money when the lineups are only maybe one person I want to see every year. Yeah. And also, I hate the campground. I hate it. You know I, I never, even when I was younger, I never liked it. I feel like, again, this is me being cheap, but like, I feel like I'm paying however much it is, 200 bucks or whatever, for the yeah. tickets. I want to maximize my music. Going. Oh, yeah. So I want to be there as first thing in the morning when the band start, and I have like a schedule figured yeah. out. Oh, and literally. if I'm up all night because some assholes are drumming out of time with each other and screaming all night, yeah. like it yeah. affects my ability to, to make use of, like, you know, maximize yeah. the money I spent and, and see. You, you need a good rest. You do, music. and you can. And Especially live. Music. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're there all day in the hot sun listening to music. You want to sleep a little bit. Yeah. Last time I went, I slept in my car. Just oh, to yeah. avoid, I had a tent, but I yeah. went in my car and like put blankets on me yeah. to avoid the fucking drumming because I hate. It. You like, know what? I'll back you up on that because I've never done the full full fest weekend yeah. experience for one reason. All of the kids I went to school with, yeah, who never went to local shows, yeah, were like amazed. And I was like, oh, I went to like the West End, saw the Bonadus play, and like they never play. Yeah, they're like, who the fuck's that? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they're like, are you going to full fest? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, well, yeah, like. We're gonna go party, and it, it, you know, I, like it's terrible, and I'm gonna get shit on for saying this. I put folk fest in the same category as like country fest. Well, it, you know, it, and, and all that being said, I I've seen some absolutely amazing performances of folk fest that oh, yeah. I will never see anywhere else, and I love the idea of it, and I yeah. really and I love the concert part of it. Oh yeah, it's just oh, the, the campground, just, it's, amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm just cheap, and the campground sucks, and yeah. it's. 
But for a certain type of person who's into that, the campground is great. I mean, I know people who mm-hmm. love it because of the campground. I know yeah. people who don't even go to the show. They just go there to party. Party, yeah. And that's fine. It's just a different... I'm not into that. If I want to get drunk, really, I'll do yeah. it in my basement and listen to records I want to hear I'm rather than listen to a bunch of guys drumming at extreme volume all night yeah. off time. For, you know, I just... I, I don't know. I went once. once. I literally went for a day and I saw Brian Webb at the Constantines. And he played at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the people I went with wanted to stay all day and they met up with their homies and yeah. they, did all the partying so I like you know like no due respect I saw that part first yeah before I saw what full press is and like yeah it's 11 o'clock you see Brian Webb and he blows your mind yeah and then you're supposed to go and watch like 10 other acts yeah try to top it really hard to do I mean you can find some amazing stuff out of it too like, like oh, I, yeah. I actually feel bad shitting on full press because it like there's for so Winnipeg there's artists. so many great artists that come through and it's actually not that expensive it's just that I feel like if what I'm gonna spend that much money with, I have to go out there I have to camp I don't you don't have to camp right I think if I, I've said this before too like probably on the show as well if I ever go again it'll be because I want to see someone very particular mm-hmm. I go for the day totally enjoy myself have a great time mm-hmm. love it and then go home yeah like, where there's washrooms and where I can sleep in my own bed and there's yeah. not people drumming all night and like yeah. if they actually drummed like in like sync with each other maybe, I'd be cool you right? never know maybe it's gotten better it may have it's literally been about 10 years since I went yeah I mean so the last time I went I saw on the same night I saw Solomon Burke and Steve Earl and it just like it killed me. I was like, "This is the best thing." Because Steve Earle is one of my all-time favorite, like way up there. And Solomon Burke, I mean, he died yeah. shortly after that. He's a legend, you know. Like, yeah. I, mean, I love soul music, and it blew my mind. And then, then it was campground. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, I'm in my like, car. I'm done. Like that just killed the, the, the amazing night I just had. Right. Front like, row watching Steve Earle play a solo acoustic set, and then it's just like now I got to go deal with a bunch of drunk party. people. Yeah. Which I mean, again. That's your if thing. Go do it, 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 man. Yeah, yeah. You know, go ham. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I feel like, cause yeah, we went eleven o'clock in the morning. Brian Webb. Yeah. Just never seen him. Yeah. Like I, I, I got into Constantine's after they whatever they broke up or right. whatever right. the complicated issue was. Um. So I'm just like amazed because this is like me seeing Neil Young in like yeah 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 1971. Yeah. Little pun there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it was like it rained, and my buddy's like, we're trying to go to the campground. Because we know a bunch of girls that are there. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, but Sharon Van Etten's going to play. <laughs> they're like, not, they're not there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sat there in the rain and watched her and then yeah. watched Joan Boyaz. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So now I'm going back to see Ryan Adams. But I literally Are you going for the weekend or just for the day? Just for the day. I literally told my work, I was like, I'll open that day. Because <laughs> yeah. I forget the mall. And I was like, I'll open and then I'm going straight there. Yeah. We're yeah. coming straight back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's cool. I mean, like, the Folk Fest is still, it's still, like, the granddaddy of the music festivals in Winnipeg. It's such an, oh, like, yeah. iconic uh, thing. And like I said, I do feel bad kind of shitting on it, but, I mean, it hasn't, for me, anyway, my particular taste in music, it hasn't been amazing in a long time. Whereas the Jazz yeah. Festival on there has been, it's been killer. Like, there's been some yeah. amazing shows. And it's, and then, like, now they have stuff like, uh, what's it called? Um, Interstellar Rodeo. Yeah. And there's that Space Land happening, thing happening this summer, which sounds amazing. Too, yeah. And Duotang's playing and stuff. I would check that out. But, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, we've had a pretty big shit on uh, Full Press the last <laughs> five minutes, yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like we're, I gotta, like, you know, cap that off yeah. between saying, like, full, I feel like music festivals right now in general are, like, those bands you grew up on, and, like, people wear their shirts now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I thought David, I thought David Bowie was really, really fucking cool, but then, amazing. like, I was at the mall on my break, and some chick was wearing a Bowie shirt, and I'm just like, he... I'm like, where'd you get that? She's like, Urban Outfitters. And I'm like, oh, so David Bowie's one of those shirts now. <laughs> like, well, you can you buy you I mean? can buy a Wu Tang hoodie at Walmart. Oh yeah, Wu Tang has it the worst. We, and Wu Tang is one of the greatest groups in the history of everything. Yeah. Like, I love Wu Tang, and I get teenagers. But I have a Wu Tang hoodie I wear, which is like falling apart because I've had it for so long. Yeah. But like, 
and I'm not trying to say that in like, oh, I liked them a long time ago. It's just, yeah, I it just wear the shit out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I love Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah. But I get teenagers who are like, oh man, nice hoodie. And I, it's like, it, it's kind of a weird disconnect. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. You like, you were like, you were born like after their Dude, first I, three I, albums I, came literally, out. Literally. Like, yeah, I got, I worked, I used to work at Sumi's. I worked there for like two years. I know what that is. Uh, it's a skate shop in the mall. Oh, okay. It's like yeah, the yeah. new West 49. Right, right, right. Yeah. And we had uh, Wu Tang. Uh, clan like boom boxes like little speakers okay, okay. and the amount of kids I'd show it to and they just had like no interest and like we got it before the last record came out yeah and it had half of it on there oh cool so it was I don't know that record was kind of a dud but yeah 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 like and like it, yeah you know like we listened to it and like we might have been the first people in Winnipeg to listen to it me and my buddy Josh cool. Wilson which was cool, cool. Yeah. like we knew it was like it wasn't gonna be Wu-Tang forever but no, 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 no. you know it, it is what it is yeah. but you, you tell it to like kids with the Wu-Tang shirts and they're just like oh I'm not interested I think a lot of that stuff is almost a fashion thing now. I think the Wu Tang oh. shirts, the Ramon shirts, there's like a lot of, I mean. Dude, Iron Maiden shirts. Iron Maiden shirts for sure. Slayer. Tons of people Slayer. have Slayer shirts, and they're just like, well, oh, you Huge. like Slayer, really? And they're like, yeah, I just kind of, and they can't name anything, you know, which is fine, I guess. You want to wear something yeah. that's fashion. I, I don't get it personally. Like, if I can wear a band shirt, it's because I love the band. But, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know, whatever. It's, yeah, you know, like, I'd say, yeah, it gets fashion. It's not something that I own. I don't know if you have, but I've never been connected to it. Yeah, no, I don't understand it. Like, I've worn the same pair of pants yeah. style for, like, five years. Yeah. So. yeah, the reason I have pants with jeans with holes in them is not because I'm trying to be cool. It's because my jeans are ripped. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, this is this yeah. my pair of jeans. Like, yeah. I have two kids. I can't, I yeah, can't exactly. go. Like, <laughs> I just can't yeah, go yeah. buy If I'm cool, jeans. it's by complete accident. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So usually I'm not cool, but yeah. Okay, anyway, let's pick another song. Do you have another yeah. uh, chin song? Uh, the last, well, not the last. Yeah, but chin song I got is a uh, whole type. Okay. And it's uh, Virginia is beautiful. Wish you were here. Um, How does it fit chin? So I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, what can I do about the chin?" <laughs> and uh, I thought about how, like, you know, you keep your chin up, yeah, keep yeah. positive. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, like, it's one of my favorite records. And cool. Whenever I've been down and out for whatever reason, you put it on, and it's just like everything just like sets sail, you know. Cool. So yeah, it's been. I guess it's just. Really positive. Awesome. What was yeah. the song? Uh, Virginia. Virginia is beautiful. Wish you were here. You know, people haven't heard you before and they're hearing this episode, you know, just saying, hey, who's this guy? What is the best way for them to hear your music? The absolute best way is uh, Bandcamp. Okay. It's Harley James. As we've already determined, you have a bunch of stuff up there. Yeah. yeah. It's Harley James Flett, uh, dot bandcap.com. Okay. And do you have anything new in the works at this 
Uh, right now, yeah, like, um, literally, it's just, I just confirmed it with a lot of people, like, on Saturday, because there was a lot of ideas, um, but I'm going to do a collaboration album that I've been talking about for years. Cool. Finally got it, so... Um, yep. Is that collaboration meaning you're working with other musicians that are doing a solo thing? Or? Yeah, other musicians doing a solo things with bands. It's uh, so the idea is that there's no genre barriers. Okay. So it could be anything from like a metal song, <laughs> punk to the solo thing. So I okay, it's really just like my way of of having an excuse to jam with people. Are these your songs or are they uh, written with the people? We're gonna write them with the cool, people. Cool. So like using uh, like last band, yeah, 1971. We we used to jam and stuff. And we've definitely talked about doing like a an Attack in Black Constantine style okay. type of song. Okay, I can see that working with those guys. I think I can see that. that yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're both fanboys of them, <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, like it's really just a, a way of expanding like my name essentially okay. and what I can do with music. Uh, cause, well, opening you up to the audiences of all those people too, right? Like, oh, yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah, and open up doors. And the most important thing for me is like it's like down the road, especially if like. You know, both of us being huge music fans, you, especially when you're a musician, one day you're, you want to like start making that kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, on the side, we're working on a metal album, which who knows if it'll get Is that solo though, or are you working with? I'm um, just right? working with some buddies. This cool. is going to be a fun summer project, but. Cool. So it's more of like making this, so if I do want to make a punk record, yeah, I can be like, well, I did it, and someone's like, well, you can't just do a punk record. I'm like, well, I had a punk song on my one album. Yeah, you exactly. didn't say anything, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So it makes it like more kind of a direct route to, to doing the yeah. stuff, because you've already, yeah. Hey, look, I did it here, yeah. Yeah, because at first it was, I was going to do another record, and I was going to do it very like um, like old school punk, almost like Johnny Thunders. Okay. And then I, I thought about it, and I was like, I just don't want to do another solo yeah. Like I, you know, I, I've done 40 shows in Winnipeg alone and f- doing it for like four years. I'm like, I need to switch it up. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the crow, the audience that sees me needs it to be switched up. So it'll be fun. Cool. And uh, Do you that, have any idea when that's going to happen? Is that like, I mean, it sounds like it's still kind of early stages, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's we're working on the dates of jamming with people. Um, but I'm shooting for a release date for about November, December. Cool. Cool. Just in time for Christmas. There you go. Put it on your list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as far as like social media and stuff, too, can people find you on there? You got, uh, I've got the usual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Facebook's just type in Harley James Flat. Got a music page up there. Uh, you're probably better off adding me as a friend. Okay. I update that way more than than the music one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Twitter. I'm under Soundwave Sparks, which is my DIY record label. Okay. And is that the, just for releasing your own stuff, basically? Or, yeah. yeah. Which was highly influenced from like you know like the Bad Brains, totally Black yeah. Flag. It's the punk thing. All those bands doing their own, yeah, the DIY, yeah, yeah. You know, totally. and then I am Instagram. It's my nickname. It's Raphael Bronson. Okay. So if you're interested in seeing what I'm listening to or where I'm at drinking, <laughs> it's you know it used to be really cool. Now it's just like I'm 20 and I just do like weird things. So. But if you're really into like hearing about um, what I think about certain records, there's cool. definitely a handful of posts where I talk a little too much about certain albums. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's okay. where you can find me there. So. Awesome. Okay, well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you go to wishpolice.com, click on podcasts, and uh, there's 180-some episodes. They're all for free download and streaming. They're kind of online in perpetuity, so hopefully people will go back through the archives and go, oh, hey, I know this band, and then kind of make connections through there. And there's It's, it's all up there. And uh, I encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, it's all free. It always will be. And uh, we're also on UMFM on uh, Sunday nights at midnight. 
and uh, that's a different time slot than you might be used to. We used to be Mondays, we've moved to Sunday, but those are older episodes that kind of get a second life. Um, I mean, you know, the time we're recording this, the one that aired last Sunday was episode 154, I think, and this is 180-something, so there's a few months delay, but it it, it just gives each episode like a, a second win, right? I mean, I promote the hell out of it when it comes out initially as a podcast, and then, hey, three months later, here it is again. You know, it gives the artist a chance to promote it and people who maybe Absolutely. missed it the first time. Yeah. Just on a little side note, um, going through podcasts yeah. and all the past interviews, you can find out about a lot of really, really cool music. Yeah. And a lot of sweet facts that you can definitely use against your homies when you're listening <laughs> to music. <laughs> I, can, I can destroy people on Converge now, so <laughs> just so you know. Challenge that, that, me. that is a good reason for listening to podcasts in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And we're also, uh, speaking of podcasts, we're part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is a very loose collective of people doing the same thing as I'm doing. But on different topics, I mean, you know, comics, pop culture, sports, uh, there's a comic, uh, video game show, there's people making fun of the news, whatever. It's just a ton of people sitting here with a recorder doing whatever they're doing. And it's uh, very reminiscent of the punk scene when I was a teenager and everyone, no one's making money off it, it's all DIY. Everyone's trying to get each other listeners and it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's why it exists really. It's not anything more than a collective of people doing this to share Spread spread the wealth or whatever you want to. Not that there's any wealth, but yeah. <laughs> spread spread the word. So spread yeah, the word. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> probably a week after you're hearing this, if you're listening to this when it actually comes out, uh, we're putting on a show at the Park Theater. It's called Witch Police Radio's Big Mix Up, and uh, we're really excited about it. I hope to get a lot of people out. The premise of the show is that we have about 15 or so uh, local musicians, all different genres, all different instruments, and they're basically getting a number. Numbers go in a hat. I draw a bunch of numbers. Five or six of them are on stage, never played together. You could have an accordion player with a metal guitarist, with a rapper, with like a you know a funk drum or whatever. They're all on stage and they have a couple minutes to huddle. Audience yells out a, a word. They got to make up a song on the spot about that word. So it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Like there's going to be a, it'll be hit and miss for sure. But yeah, I really want people to come out and check it out. It's May 30th Park Theater and it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a podcast eventually down the line, but it's no fun to hear that. You know, a live. recorded version. It's, it's something you need to see live. Yeah, to see it live. Because there's going to be a lot of discomfort and a lot of mistakes, and, and it should be funny. It's going to be a... We, we've done a few live podcasts that are just basic sit-down interview podcasts, like to, like this show, but in a live setting. And those are fun, too. Like, definitely, I'd like to do more of those, but this is just something completely left field, trying to do that. And the Park Theater has been awesome. It's been great. Making that happen, yeah. so great venue. And yeah, so please come out and check that out. Uh, I'm going to close it off with one more song. And again, with my direct links to the word chin in the titles, I'm going to go with the guy who has chin in his name. Uh, this is a song by Herman Chinloy, who is a producer, uh, another reggae artist, actually, which kind of connects to the Yellow Man thing, because this guy actually is Chinese-Jamaican. So he probably would have been offended by the Yellow Man song had he heard it. And uh, he has an album called Aquarius Dub, which is a very highly regarded dub album. I think it's from 1971, if I'm right. And I'm just going to play uh, the song Aquarius. So let's yeah. check out Herman Chinloy. Thanks for uh, meeting me in a park. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, thanks for the yeah. invite. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is called a queerous ride. Dig it up, pop. Dig it up. Rig it up.
Thank you. 